You know, I'm thinking about it. I I feel like I'm we're gonna have to make Blue Felix the uh, the intro track this week. Yeah, but it won't have any like it won't mean anything to anybody because they didn't see it. It'll mean something to somebody because they'll hear it and they'll hear how fucking badass it is. Okay. And they'll hear that it's a, a new their new favorite band. That's what they'll that's what they'll hear. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah, or, or or something for sure. Um, so let's just just let's just jump right into it. We're already talking. There'll be a nice little organic intro to the show this week. Um, yo, I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. You are listening to the podcast demo. Listen, um, we do a very simple show in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question. Uh, we really like punk and hardcore, so we talk about it for a couple hours every week. Uh, we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll the dice. We usually get through between like five and seven of them, and we just give our honest reactions to what we hear. The intent is never to injure, although on occasion it is uh, just an unfortunate side effect of our opinions mixed with the, 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 weak, well, the weak will and low self-opinion of uh, people who submit to us. But just take into account, we got a D&D game after this. We're grown men who play children's games. If you take anything that we say seriously, that's on you, not on us. Um, but beyond that, even if we don't like something, we encourage everybody to go out and support it if it's something that you do enjoy. Go buy uh, physical releases, go see bands when that becomes a possibility again, even though the possibility of that ever happening uh, seems increasingly remote. Yeah, it, it really does seem like an like a, an ever-dwindling point of light, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. It really does. Because like I've, I'm, I've seen several people uh, conjecture that touring probably won't happen at least until fall of 2021. I, I have been saying since this past spring, we... we there's no way that we're out of this in a year. Yeah, no, for There's sure. No way, for sure. Um, so you know, I, I guess if I guess if that's the case, uh, everybody keep buckling down and and using this time to be productive and put out cool music because uh, we're not we're not going to be traveling anywhere to see or play music anytime soon. It doesn't look like so. Might as well uh, continue to be productive and release cool shit. That that as we mentioned on the last episode, that's that's been at least one positive side effect of this whole thing is that everybody has uh, evidently felt felt compelled to uh, step up and not take for granted the fact that this thing just exists without everybody's participation. Um, everybody seems to be realizing that it requires cooperation and effort. Um, and so by extension, a lot of cool shit is coming out this year, even though we can't go, uh, we can't go see it. So, you know, keep, uh, keep that same energy into 2021 We're uh, we're, we're nigh on the new year and it might be another six to eight months plus before we're actually seeing live music again. So, uh, yeah, keep, keep that same energy into next year. That's all I can say. Um, Nate, you got anything to address this week? No, I, I mean, nothing really came up. I mean, there's... Absolutely nothing's happening, right? There's yep. nothing happening on the national or global stage that's worth comment. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely true. You know, I mean, we've not entered the Mad Max phase of, uh, of uh, I guess, political discourse. No, Did not you, at like, all. Like, like there was a fucking caravan of 100, like, bro or truck supporters in Texas that ran a Biden campaign bus off the road. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. Got away scot-free. 
Yep, they sure did. Didn't got they? away scot free. Would love to see what would happen if a uh, hundred vehicles driven by black or brown people ran a bus full of white people off the fucking road. What would happen to them next? Yeah, for sure. Uh, for for some reason, I feel like the outcome would be vastly different. Yeah, I have to say, I think it would. I think it would too. Um, you know, I can't wait till we start shooting from the fucking windows, right? <laughs> it's it's getting there, right? It, it's definitely uh, getting uh, there. I want to I want to get like full on like twisted metal fucking shit going, you know? I want, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I want I want basically I want like I want all those sorts of games to become reality, right? Yeah, it's time. We just fucking load up the whip, we uh, armor it and shit, and we just ram the shit out of each other. We shoot the shit out of each other. Well, I yeah. wouldn't be. I would be laughing from the sidelines, right? Um, but, uh, you know, shoot the shit out of everybody from your window and, like, ram shit. You know, that got me thinking. I was, uh, what, uh, watching, like, movies when you were younger. Uh-huh. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, what scenes from movies really stick with you? And to this day, they kind of, like, bring up, like, a, they elicit a certain like like emotion or a certain like um echo of feeling in you right you have any you have any movies that, like when you were a kid that when you think about today you're like or like oh yeah oh uh, yeah like, for like, sure. like like very specific moments not an entire movie right because like you know people say like you know Ooh, star wars and oh, fuck you when you're fucking star wars right yeah. Um, you know how I, you know where I firmly stand on Star Wars. <laughs> I, I do. Yes. Right. It's just fine. Let it fucking die. Right. right. Like, let it fucking die. How ghastly is it that they resurrected the ghost and the corpse of Carrie Fisher only so that she could, you know, fucking be blasted away and like, oh, you know, just get a different actress. Everybody knows she's fucking dead. The continuity right. of the fucking world doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter because you already fucked up the universe. You already fucked up the entire, the entire canon of the universe with that fucking warp ram through Snoke's ship. Yes. Right. right. Th- th- I mean, that completely ruins the, in- that, co- that scene and that, that event completely ruins the entire, as if it wasn't already ruined, the entire Star Wars universe. So don't bring up Star Wars. Don't bring up like, oh, you know, but like very specific scenes in movies were like, fuck. Like, for instance, when I was a kid, I remember walking in on my dad. Now, I was terrified of most everything until I was about like 12 years old, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like a real, I was a real fucking, uh, I was a real baby, right? Okay. And uh, you, you, you might even say I was a, um, a bit of a pussy and okay. uh, a, a, as a young boy, right? Like just afraid of, uh, of literally everything. I was afraid of skinheads coming to kill me. I was afraid <laughs> of Satanists. I was afraid of satanic skinheads. Like I was afraid of being kidnapped. I was afraid of uh, sirens. Like when, when like fire alarms would go off in my neighborhood. Cause there's like lots of volunteer fire companies. You don't hear that in Fort Wayne, but then when there would be a fire in my hometown, there would be fire alarms that go off all over town. Mm-hmm. Um, because everything's volunteer based and that gets the volunteers to the fucking you know, fire department. Um, and I, I, when I was very young, I was convinced that those were ghosts coming down the street to get me. <laughs> right? I okay. remember being like five, four or five years old and like running inside when I'd hear the fire alarms start off in the distance. Cause it's like these huge loud horns, you know, a few miles away. Right. And they all have their distinct sound so that, you know, you can recognize which station is going off. 
Mm. And I distinctly remember I thought those were ghosts coming down the street to get me. Okay. Um, like I, I was just afraid of everything, right? Yeah. It probably had to do with the fact that, you know, uh, shit was hard. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure. Yes. Like, my little brain was already, already, always dealing with a bunch of bullshit. Right. Um, anyway, I walk in on my dad, right? Uh-huh. And he's watching, in retrospect, I know what the movie is now, but I didn't know it at the time. He was watching Roger Corman's Death Race 3000. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, which is a classic. Yeah, it is indeed. But it paints such a horrific view of like, what, what, like a horrific, cynical, like black humor view of what, um, well, what the world is like now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes, we're, not, we're not we're not really that that fucking far off from the world that uh, Roger Corman painted in that. Not at um, all. No. You know. Um. So I walk in on him, and I, it's it's 2050, by the way. No, not 2050. Which one? It's the original one, Death Race 2000. That's it. Yeah, Death two, Race 2000. 2000. Yeah, 2000. So you know, in 2020, we're not too far off from um, Death Race 2000. Yeah. And uh, it's a scene where um, Sylvester Stallone's character, who I think his name in the movie is uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um. He pulls up and he's got this ridiculous car that's got like a big knife sticking out the front of it, right? Yeah. And it looks like a gangster car, except it's like chopped up and it's all, you know, it's like this big engine race vehicle just built for running people over and running buses off the road. Yeah. And uh, he pulls up on like the stream where this guy is fishing, right? And he starts asking, you know, talking to him. And uh, the guy's like, hey, man, you're my favorite. And he calls him Frankenstein because Frankenstein is like the big bad guy. He's like the best death racer. Yeah, David Carradine's character. Yes, yes. And Machine uh, Gun Kelly, Sylvester Stallone freaks out. And like when I walked in on my dad, it was at this moment where the car is chasing this fisherman up the stream, right? Mm-hmm. And he runs him over and then just a bunch of burnouts on him. And like blood is spraying out the back of the car. Yeah. And every so often I think about that scene still and like that, you know, five-year-old, you know, seven-year-old version of me inside is like, oh, God. <laughs> like there's just like this sinking feeling. I remember seeing this scene in the movie and, and I don't think my dad realized that I saw it or whatever, but I was horrified and it still comes up to this day. And I was thinking about that with the um, with the Texas death race with people running campaign buses off the off the road. And, and I was wondering like – are there any scenes like that that stick out on you? Um, not ones that like I can't think of any that like kind of send a send a shiver down my spine, but there are definitely some that like really really stuck with me and like I imprinted on in a big way. Uh, one that always comes to mind immediately, and I guess I mean it did freak me the fuck out when I was a little kid. Um, is the scene in uh, David Lynch's Dune? where he puts his hand in the box. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause I was obsessed with that fucking movie uh, yeah. as a little, as a very, very little kid. Um, and I had like, I had like a bootleg VHS that my stepdad had recorded off of, you know, HBO or something. And, uh, I would watch it constantly in all, all three hours of it or whatever. Um, 
but that scene really stuck with me. That that actually kind of the the whole first half hour of that movie. Um, one scene that really really freaked me out that actually does still kind of kind of put me in a weird headspace when I uh, recall it or even when I watch it is when like the spice guild navigator gets wheeled into the room of. Oh the, yeah, that'll stick with you. He's fucked yeah, up, right? Yeah, he's super fucked up. When they do the reveal and he like comes up to the front and he's just this gnarly, deformed, human esque worm. That's addicted um, to. That's addicted to spice. Yes. Yeah. It's, it, that. Yeah. That scene. Fuck, that scene kind of fucked me up for sure. And I still, when I watch it, I get, I get a little, I get a little chill. Yeah. Yeah. That whole movie. I remember seeing that whole movie when I was, be, like, past the age where it was going to freak me out, but it definitely stuck with me. And I had no idea what the fuck was going on because by the time I was like, you know, thirteen or fourteen, I hadn't read Dune. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I am actually. I've just started rereading it again. This would be like the fourth time I've read it. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just started rereading it not too long ago. So we'll see. It was in anticipation of the movies that are, that are, they're coming out that I hope they don't monumentally and, uh, you know, almost are guaranteed to utterly fuck up. We'll see. I, uh, Denny, Denny Villeneuve, Villeneuve or whatever. Uh, I, he, he kind of knocked it out of the park with Blade Runner. So, um, I'm, I'm pretty stoked for his interpretation of Dune. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for sure. Yeah, but Blade Runner isn't the Blade Runner isn't like the the epic story that Dune is for sure. Yeah, not even close. Right. Yeah, there's a lot more to fit in. Um, yeah, into, yeah. Into, into any rendition of Dune than there especially is especially into a two hour movie. Like what I'm really afraid of is, um, and I know that's it's what they're gonna do. Like probably. One of the most important things about Dune, one of the most important scenes in Dune is not actually in the story mm-hmm. with um, um, Paul Atreides or, you know, it's not even take doesn't even take place during the story. It's when you go back and you, you read in the appendices, like the history of Dune, and you read about the ecologist yeah. that starts this whole cult mm-hmm. and starts this religious movement among the... Um, among the... God, I can't think of the name of them right now, but... Um, the- the uh, the Bene Gesserit? Yeah, not the Bene Gesserit. No. Oh, the the fr- the Fremen. The Fremen. The Fremen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that. That sets the stage for like if you don't read that first, you get into Dune and you you really wonder like what the fuck is going on. Yes, that is true. <laughs> um, so, but it's like in an appendix in the back of the book. But it's probably the most important part of the book. Yeah. To, to understanding the entire story, at least up through like God Emperor Dune, you know, like the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's buried in the back in an appendix. And I, I just know that the movie's going to fucking not even focus on like the ecological aspect of the movie. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They already bummed me out with some hokey fucking corny re-recorded, it, uh, it, you know, version, uh, cover of, uh, um, um, Eclipse. Um, oh yeah. You know, like fuck off, man. Just use yeah. the original fucking version. Pay the fucking rights. I don't need a chorus of people singing that fucking song. Yeah, that is a uh, that is a movie promo trend that has to die. It's yeah. it's it's got to be on its way out, right? Like they've been doing it for five years now, maybe. Yeah, more. they yeah they make some big choral arrangement of like a cla- a classic fucking you know, well in this case a classic Pink Floyd song. Just play the fucking original song. Yeah. For right. sure, it yeah, it annoys me deeply whenever I whatever I encounter that encounter that in them in a uh, movie preview. Yeah, 
Um, all right. Well, we've uh, covered such broad topics as Dune and Death Race 2000. I guess we should probably pivot to music at some point. Now is right. as good a time as any. So let's uh, let's jump into the queue this week. Right. Uh, as as is my tradition as of late, I have once again been good and written down the names of uh, everybody who submitted stuff. So uh, being good about that, I finally got a system that works. So first up, we have got the band Stepping Stone. This was submitted by Ethan Lizzie or Lizzie. I'm not really sure how to pronounce your last name. Um, this is a band from Regina, Saskatchewan. Um, I've heard this name many times, but I have never listened to this stuff just because it doesn't really seem like it's in my lane per se. Um, but uh, it was submitted to the show, so threw it in the queue. Next up, we have Bob Gnarly with their demo. This was self-submitted by, I believe, the sole member of this band. Um, I think this is like just a, a noise project from Michigan. Uh, I don't know anything else about it. I think he had submitted it previously, and it just didn't find its way into the queue, so he sent it back in. Mm-hmm. And next up, we have Cherry Cheeks from Orlando, Florida. This was sent in by uh, Fatty Hurst, friend of the show, Todd. He uh, he said this is just kind of weirdo Devo punk stuff that we may or may not fuck with. Came out in May of this year. Then we have got Inner Self with their Demo 20. This is a San Antonio, Texas band that was submitted by Alex Osario. Um, I, I always appreciate Alex kind of sending in uh, local stuff to him. Yeah. I think I think that's fun. You know, big up, big up the scene in your area, draw attention to bands doing stuff nearby to you. I think that's a cool, that's a good look. Um, so yeah, he has sent in yet another San Antonio area band that uh, just put out their first demo a few days ago. Then we have got Spine with LOV. Spine are uh, should be well known to the vast majority of our listeners out here. They have been uh, a force in hardcore for the last, I don't know, five or six years now. Um, they've got a new record coming out on Bridge 9 here pretty soon. I'm not sure when it drops, but I know the pre-order is up, um, and they dropped one song off of it um, like a few days ago, I want to say. This was sent in by uh, Will Neal. Then we have got uh, a release that I actually already listened to, uh, but was sent in by like three different people, so I I had to throw it in the queue. Um, The band is Sex with a Terrorist, aka SWAT, with their demo. This is a band featuring a bunch of motherfuckers I know. Uh, Pat Kinlan from Drug Church and Self-Defense Family is singing in this. Um, Ian from Regional Justice Center and Military Gun is uh, playing drums in this and I think did a lot of the songwriting. My homie Kevin is playing guitar. Um, uh, my homie Mac Miller is playing bass in this, I think. Um, there are a bunch of bunch of fools doing. Uh, Spencer Granice, who has played in some bands that have been submitted to the show before. So um, this is really good. Um, and it's, it's good enough that, like I said, like three people sent it in. So um, then we have got Dipped with Modern Man's Downfall. This is a Fort Wayne area band who's been in the queue before. It was sent in by John Fett, who does vocals and plays bass in this band. They play uh, Man is the Bastard, Ask Grindcore. And this is their newest release that came out uh, last month. Then we have got Thought Control with Shock to the System. This was uh, in the queue last week, and it was uh, resubmitted this week by a member of the band, John Kay. Um, evidently, John Kay, uh, he, I think it was mentioned previously that he was on, um, that he was on Warp Tour when I was on it. 
uh mm-hmm. and i yeah. was like i didn't know who the fuck he was i guess he was guitar teching for like some pop punk band um he said that uh in his email that he pretty much would just make his way from the stage to the bus every day and attempt not to make eye contact with anybody which was exactly the same thing that i would do so that would explain why we uh, our paths did not cross then we have got world i hate with collapse this was sent in by Hal from the band and also AJ, um, and I think maybe a couple other people. Honestly, this is uh, this is getting big up by a lot of folks. It just came out a few days ago. Um, I know it features members of Time Spiral and Low End. They're based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, uh, it's been described as uh, for fans of Think I Care and Mind Eraser, which I am a fan of both of those things. So, kind of looking forward to hearing this. And then last up, we have got Flesh Ripper with Skin Seeker. This was sent in by Grant Williams. Um, described it as uh, just ripping death metal stuff. I think it's just like a two-person recording project, and this came out in May of this year. Well, That's, uh, I kind of took a sneak peek at all the art, like at, at everybody's page. Um, yeah. And uh, this wins the uh, this this definitely wins the artwork uh, contest by a fucking mile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree for sure. Um, let's uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up first tonight. All right, seven. All right, okay. Seven is dipped. So, John, all your resubmissions—they've uh, finally played paid off. We're gonna play you on the show. The release is Modern Man's Downfall. The Bandcamp is dipped. That's D-I-I-P-T 260.bandcamp.com. This is their newest release from September. I think it came out on cassette, um, and I think there are still copies left. It's an edition of 28. Um, like I said, this is just kind of Man is the Bastard-esque, you know, uh, just early, early 90s double bass power violence. So... Um, most of the songs on this, I don't know if I want to start with the first track. Um, does he have one queued up? Oh, he has that one queued up to play. It's just a little longer than most of the songs on here. There's the title track, Modern Man's Downfall, which oh, yeah, is cool. the shortest track on, <laughs> yeah. on the uh, release. Yeah, let's, uh, let's listen to that. We, we typically listen to uh, title tracks if we have the option, so let's do that. So we're going to listen to Modern Man's Downfall off of the tape of the same name by the band Dipped. All right, we just heard the song Modern Man's Downfall off of the cassette of the same name by the band Dipped. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, that was ugly and to the point. Um, when you see, you know, basically, if you know John, mm-hmm. you know exactly what he's going for. I think that yes. 
you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a good shot at it. Um, Mm -hmm. but as we said before, um, if you're gonna, if you're gonna try to play a man as the bastard style, especially like of that era, right. You know, like some of the men sort of era man as the bastard style, um, it's a real high fucking bar and it's, it's, it's a very much, it's very much a singular sound. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that said, this is a good fucking swipe at it as far as I'm concerned. I don't listen to a lot of stuff that sounds like this anymore because it's like um, – a lot of times it's like consuming a, a, a facsimile, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like hearing this, I just want to listen to Skull Crusher. I just want to listen mm-hmm. to fucking you know, Prune Belly. I just want to listen to the, the real thing, right? Right, yeah. Um, so – it uh, it doesn't really it doesn't really pull me in. But that said, um, generally speaking, if you've got a lot of folks that are wearing black and looking um, a particularly in a particularly like sort of a they have a particularly like curated shitty look about about them at a show uh-huh. um, and with their clothing and their attire, they're they're trying to go a certain way. Um, this is a solid addition to any show lineup. If you need, you know, 15 minutes, if you need like a fourth band or fifth band or whatever, just put them on there. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, it's a solid addition and it's, it's, it's a good, it's, it's a good swipe at a very, um, like I said, a very singular sound. Yeah, Um, definitely. Really put yourself on rails when you, when you write stuff like this. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and I will say live, this is uh, this stuff does come off well live. The set is short. It's focused. Uh, mm-hmm. They bang out a handful of songs. They sound good. Their tones are good. Um, you know, everybody in the band, like drummer's really solid. Uh, John has come a long fucking way as far as a songwriter and a player since he's first started this project. I, w- I was going to say, because we've known John since before this project. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, early on, just like everybody, there's going to be like a bit of fucking, you know, sort of like participation trophy sort of aspect to it. For sure. Um, but uh, no, he definitely it's gotten, he's gotten a lot better and, um, and it's become a much more, his playing and his songwriting has gotten a lot more edified over time. Yeah. Um, cause, Cause he's put the fucking effort into it. No, for sure. Like that, this is a dude with like a uh, tunnel vision in terms of just like when he gets a goal in mind, he pursues it pretty relentlessly until he gets there. Um, and uh, yeah, just the amount of growth over the, the like four or so years that he's been doing this project is immense. You know, it started as a thing where it was definitely like a, Hey, kudos to you. But like, you know, I, this is not something that I would listen to or, or seek out to, uh, something where when I hear it now, I'm like, okay, this is like a super competent attempt at this. And I, and I like what I hear. Um, and I genuinely enjoy seeing them live. So, um, that's a, that's a big, he's taken a few big strides forward with this. So shout out to John for, uh, sticking to it and, and actually making this band, uh, pretty fucking good over the course of the last four years. Um, and, I think, and, not, and not only that, but, uh, Casey's in it as well. Yeah, yep. His wife Casey's so, in it, so it's a whole family affair, right? Yeah, pretty pretty soon, even their young child will be on the third third base. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that's that's how you can innovate this this style. No more two base attack, but now a triple base assault. I think Ooh. that I think that um, six bases. No, yeah, you know, four base, four bases. Everybody yeah. plays one string. 
Yes. Yeah. Now we're I've fucking said talking. That before. It's, I've said that. I've joked about that before. Guitar players, six guitar players. Everybody plays one string. Yeah. I love that idea so much. So to play a chord, you're all playing <laughs> yeah. one. I wonder how that would sound. It might sound fucking awesome. So I just, just, um, as a side note, um, I was listening to the, um, I happened to chance upon, uh, Terry Gross the other day. Yeah. At the end of the Terry Gross show. Um, and, uh, I was just nodding off to sleep, um, when they had some review on, um, of David Burns, like, I don't know, I guess like some fucking, they're doing like a TV version of, you know, like one of like some live stage show that David Byrne does, David Byrne from Talking Heads is doing. Yeah. And that's what they fucking do. He has like, I swear to God, dude, they were talking about it. The reviewer was talking about how awesome it was. And he was talking about how fucking big and juicy David Byrne's cock was and how much he liked, he liked fanning his balls. And, uh. He said that, like, basically, he has an ensemble of like thirty people or something. Yeah. And so the drum kit is just like twelve people. God, that's somebody's sick. playing a bass drum. Somebody's playing a fucking rack tom. Somebody's playing a floor tom. Somebody's playing a fucking china cymbal. Somebody's playing a, you know, I don't know, a crash. Somebody's playing a ride, and then they just fucking do that. And I guess that's what it is with like all the instruments. <laughs> that's fucking awesome, dude. So, I guess if you. If you got the time and money, you might as well, you know? Yeah, I mean, why not? So so honestly, I, that kind of made me curious as to how that all worked out. So I think that that's what the, uh, I, I, I guess that's what the Dipped Family Band has to do yeah. is, uh, you know, have another one mm-hmm. and teach them to play bass. And then you guys can each play an individual string. Yep. That's, I think that's that should be the end goal for this project for sure. Become the Dipped Family Band. Yeah. And dipped, by the way, D-I-P-T is, uh, it, it's an actual thing, right? Uh-huh. It's uh, it's a drug, a diisopropyl uh, tryptamine. And uh, I guess it uh, gives you oral hallucinations. Ooh, very, so that's where it came from. I, I often wonder where it came from and I looked it up. Very cool. Um, the ironic considering that uh, John has been straight edge for the entire time that I've known him. So he says. So he says, yeah, he could be a secret sipper. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, all to all together, um, I think that's a really solid effort at what it is, what it aims to be. It lands pretty damn close to the mark. I enjoy watching it live. Um, I think the recording sounds pretty solid for what it is too. The songwriting has come a long way. I got nothing bad to say about it, honestly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, on that note, let's, uh, let's keep it moving and roll the dice. All right. Um, hold on just a second. Okay. Sorry, there we go. Uh, come on, eight. Okay, eight is World I Hate. The Bandcamp is worldihate.bandcamp.com. The band is from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. As I mentioned, they are members of Low End and Time Spiral. On this, we have uh, we have stated before we are fans of Low End on this show. We like what we've heard. Time Spiral, we were less sold on, but I thought we thought the music was pretty competent. So going into this, I I'm at least assured of the uh, musicianship of the players involved. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have proven their metal in previous acts. Um, and like I said, I really like fucking Mind Eraser. I really like Think I Care. So if they're playing sort of simple beat hardcore in that vein um i probably will not hate this at all i think that he suggested listening
listening to anything except for the first or last song if i if i remember correctly um but uh let me let me double let me double check on that just because i want to i want to you know follow their uh their suggestion well the one it loads is painting houses oh okay um well in that case let's uh let's go with that one then it's it's right, right in the middle of the release and it's indeed not the first or last song so we're gonna listen to painting houses by world i hate off of their release collapse All right, we just heard the song Painting Houses by World I Hate off of their debut release, Collapse. Nate, how'd you feel about it? That was all right. Um, that was pretty good. I uh, I don't know. It didn't stand out to me. You know what I mean? Like, when we listened to Low End, I was like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, that's really good. And that's normally not the style of shit that I go for. Right. Um, but I was all in on that um, because it was, it was, I don't know, really good. Yeah. Um, it was short and to the point. It was fucking heavy. It was nasty as shit. This was also heavy and nasty as shit um, in a different way. Um, yeah, I guess it was along the track of like Mind Eraser and stuff like that. It's, it's something that I haven't revisited a lot in the past, mm-hmm. maybe five years or so. Yeah. It'll come back, you know, it'll come back around. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but uh, 
yeah, I mean, this was well done and, uh, but it never got my fucking hackles up. It never like, it never really bit into anything for me. Yeah. I get that for sure. Um, yeah. it, it was like, I don't know, stomping around in its own cloud of dust, but it never seemed to really go anywhere. It never, it, there was no hook that really grabbed me or anything like that. Yeah, no, I th- I think I feel pretty similarly about this. It was like it was undeniably good. I mean, it was well done, and uh, it didn't overstay its welcome. You know, it was under two and a half minutes long. It definitely, yeah, it was. I mean, it was as promised. It was in the lineage of Think I Care and Mind Eraser for sure. It was kind of a good middle ground between those two bands. And like I said, I'm a fan of both of those things. Um, it did the sort of like stompy, burly more modern rendition on traditional hardcore that think I care really perfective perfected. And then it had the sort of bursts of, of speed and nastiness that mind eraser was known for. Um, and, and it did it all pretty convincingly. The production was really fucking burly and solid. Um, the vocal delivery was dope. Um, all the tones were good, but yeah, it just, it just didn't quite get there. But that said, this is the first release from this band. Um, and that being your first release, I mean, yo, it makes sense why people are fucking with this. That's undeniably sure. good. You know sure. what I mean? That's that's a strong first effort. But yeah, it didn't it didn't quite connect with me um, in a way where I'm like itching to go back for more. Yeah, I think that I I, I don't know. I think I just would have liked to hear it maybe a little raw and a little faster. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it was good. It just, I can see, yeah, I can see why people like it. Um, it's just not something that's in a lane that I'm paying a lot of attention, a lot of attention to right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and, and if, if a band like this crops up, even if it is a lane that I'm not necessarily paying a ton of attention to at the moment, if it's exceptional, um, I will, I will veer over into that lane and check out and see what's going on. And this is, this is good for sure. It's just, it wasn't quite enough to, uh, to suck me in, but it's enough that like, I would happily book this band. It's probably, oh, sure. do- it's probably dope to watch live. Um, you know, if I saw this band live, I'd for sure pick up a tape or a seven inch if they had one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's enough so that I would for sure check out the next thing that they release. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, this is, this is, for sure good. I got nothing bad to say about this at all. It just didn't quite catch me. I will say that uh, their um, World I Hate logo, uh-huh. which is on, like the Sherwin-Williams paint cover the earth logo, which is the most like comically super villainish fucking like, <laughs> yes. corporate artwork of, uh, of all time, right? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. So that's a good take. I like, I, I like, I like that there are other folks out there that recognize how... Um, like brazenly sinister the Sherwin <laughs> yeah. Williams paint company uh, logo really is. Yes, for sure. I've always, I've always thought that since I was a teenager, man, just like the first time I really noticed it, I was genuinely blown away. I was just like, who the fuck, <laughs> like who approved this? Like, yeah. and, and why doesn't anybody talk about this? Cause this is really fucking dark. It's really, it's, it's, it's like, it's almost, it's, it's like the um, logo for some like, secret organ supervillain organization called like the tide on like uh you know a Hanna-Barbera cartoon from the yeah 
Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So props, props for, as Nate pointed out, recognizing the sinister nature of that uh, logo and, and co-opting it for your own use. That's a, that was a good call, but yeah, that was good. Like I said, see why people are fucking with it for sure. I got nothing bad to say about this at all. It just, uh, it just didn't, didn't quite get me, get me amped, but, uh, but I didn't, I didn't mind anything that I heard and I was, I was nodding my head along for sure. I'll probably, uh, I'll probably check the rest of this tape out just, uh, out of curiosity for sure. Yeah, and there's. It looks like there are uh, still still some copies of the orange cassette up for grabs, but the smoke the smoke one is sold out. So if you like what you heard, there are still co- physical copies up for grabs. So grab one if you liked it. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh, roll the dice and move on to the next one. All right. Seven. Okay. Let's see. Nine. Seven is thought control. This is another brand new band. The band camp is thoughtcontrol.bandcamp.com. This is a band based out of New Jersey. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, like I said, I think this started out as a solo project of the uh, individual who submitted it, John Kay. And he has since recruited members of some other New Jersey area bands to round out the live lineup when that actually becomes a thing again. Um, looks like the, the first track is also an eponymous track, which I, uh, which we always love. So and that's the one that loads too. And that's the one that loads up. So we'll just dive right into it. So we're going to listen to thought control by the band thought control off of their debut EP shock to the system. heard the song thought control by the band thought control off of their debut ep shock to the system and boy was that ever fucking good holy shit that was good yeah i like uh, that a lot um that was uh that was putting all the right ingredients into it right that was that was yeah. that was basically checking all the boxes right there yes yeah it sure was i think this was described to me as a uh, hardcore that is impossible for any thinking person to hate and uh, i think that's i think that's pretty accurate um you'd have to be brain dead to not like this um this is this was really really fucking good another winner from new jersey um yeah it just it had it had all the right pieces that the mosh part was 
fucking excellent and it was very well earned um it was just the right speed up to that point the little burst of speed going back into the initial riff right at the end there for like three seconds was a great way to outro the song um the energy was great lyrics were on point vocal delivery was fucking sick the production was good uh yeah there everything about this is great this is a that's a really strong fucking debut too, man. For a for the first first track on your first release, that is a fucking that's uh you're kicking down the door with that one for sure. Yeah, I like the little switch up in the breakdown too, like that little uh switch up on the chord progression there on like I guess like the fourth measure or whatever. Yep, that that was cool for sure. Yeah, I like that. That caught my ear. Um the faster parts really reminded me of a band like Direct Control or some of that like no way stuff from like totally yes. twelve years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the way the vocals were recorded and delivered, there was even like I don't know if it was affected or not, but there was a bit of Ray Capo in there. Laugh, mm-hmm. um, like, like right. there yeah. was a little bit of wow, wow, wow at the end of the <laughs> at, at yeah. first verse, especially. Yeah, for um, sure. Which was uh, tastefully done, and I, I like that. Um, it gave a little extra sort of like strained mania to the vocals. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I think I think I like this even a little bit more than you did. That's uh, that's probably one of my favorite things I've heard this year so far. Um, I I don't know if there are physical copies available of this, but uh, John, if there are, please write us and let me know because I would really like to order a copy of this. Um, and I don't see anywhere that I can do that. So if no. it's not on physical releases, find somebody. Somebody will fucking put this out on tape. No, no doubt. This is really good. This is. I mean, yeah. This is definitely one of my favorite things I've heard this year. There's been no dearth of great shit coming out in 2020, but even at that, this is uh, this is up there towards the top as far as I'm concerned. So I'm sure you could find somebody who put this tape out. Um, but if there is a place to order it, holler at me and let me know. Cause I will pick up a copy. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have that much more to say about that. This was, uh, this was really great. This definitely falls into the category of if you don't like this, you don't like hardcore. Um, this is just straight up well-delivered, well-recorded, excellently performed hardcore. That would be hard to dislike. I think. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty goddamn good. Um, so uh, on that note, we're burning through them. Let's uh, let's roll the dice and, and uh, see what's next. How many we got left? Seven. We got seven left in the queue. All yes. All right. Four. Okay, four is a uh, another new band, like a new new band, which I always dig. Um, it is Inner Self. The band is Inner Self T. At Bandcamp is Inner Self As I said at the top of the episode, this is a new San Antonio band that Alex Osorio sent in. Um, they are. I don't know if they're. They look like from the picture that I'm seeing up top, like the banner picture. It looks like younger kids for sure um like you know late teens maybe um we'll skip the intro uh and maybe just go straight into the second song which is actually what they have queued up uh so we're gonna listen to chewed up by inner self off of their demo 20 
We just heard the song Chewed Up by the man Inner Self off of their Demo 20. Um, so as I said, you know, based on the picture that I see at the the top, like their banner picture, they look pretty young. Um, like I wouldn't be surprised if, if all the fools in this band were between the ages of like 17 and, and 19. Um, and based on what I just heard, that definitely tracks. Um, I think that there's a lot of promise in this. Uh, it's it's not quite there yet. The recording is definitely demo quality, um, and the songwriting is not quite there. But there is like there is the DNA of something in here that I think could grow into a, a, a more fully realized vision for sure. Like I didn't hate that at all. And as far as a demo goes, I think it was a pretty solid effort. As far as like the aesthetic that I'm seeing, like on the actual demo artwork, based on what I just heard on that track, it seems like it's kind of a mix. Of a, of a few things uh, that are all things that I dig. Uh, there's like, obviously this band's from San Antonio and there's some there's some of that San Antonio crossover lineage. Um, some of that is in this for sure. Um, there's also obvious nods to like some of the locking out uh, hardcore shit in this, like mental and shit like that. Um, and then with like the breakdown at the end mixed with sort of like the aesthetics that I'm seeing, uh, some like late 80s, early 90s New York area or East Coast area stuff that breakdown almost even sounded like maybe like neglect or something like that. Um, I think that moving forward, there you could probably fuse those elements in like a more effective way. As it is, like the break at the end didn't really feel cohesive with like the riff like the main riff that you chilled on for the vast majority of the song like it felt kind of like just part salad where you just kind of pulled pulled guitar parts out of a hat and threw them together and there wasn't a lot of mind paid to like songwriting and cohesion um because the, the breakdown felt a little bit tacked on it didn't felt it didn't feel super earned i like uh, as i mentioned before as i mentioned a few times i like the mosh part to feel well earned um and that one didn't quite uh, but again, if y'all are young and this is like a first band or an early attempt for you, um, nothing to be ashamed about here. You know, this was, this was a solid first effort for sure. Uh, for some young folks playing hardcore, um, there's, there's a ways to go before it gets there, but I've heard way, way, way worse demos than this. So I got, I got nothing bad to say about this. I would just say, keep at it. You're going to get better with time. Um, in another couple of years, you'll probably be a pretty good fucking band. So there you go. Nate, what'd you, uh, what'd you think about it? 
Yeah, so if you listen to, I don't know, you know, pick a big fucking hardcore band from the 90s, right? Uh, um, I don't know, let's, let's say Converge. Yeah. Listen to like uh, the earliest recordings of a band like that. Yeah. And it's equally as shitty as this. For sure, yes. You know yep. what I mean? This yep. sounds, you know, so I'm not saying that you guys are going to reach the hallowed heights of Converge. And, uh, you know, why would you? Um, <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, this is obviously shitty. <laughs> right, sure. But it's not due to, like, a lack of effort or lack of interest or, like, any sort of, like, lack of intent. Um, right. It's just, it's just where folks are, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a band like this would be super fun to see live because – you feel like you're seeing sort of like uh, uh, you're seeing the beginning of something, right? Like, you know, come back, like you said, come back in a couple of years, come back in three years and see what it sounds like. You might not be in the same fucking band, but hopefully you're still playing and you're going to be better. Right. Um, for sure. It did definitely feel um, pretty, uh, I guess, uh, disarticulated. Um, mm. Some of the different components of the song, especially the breakdown at the end, just felt gratuitous and it didn't fit. It almost right. felt like it was written in a separate session from the rest of the song. You're like, I don't know how about that breakdown that we couldn't figure out what to do with. Throw that into the end of the song. Right. Um, um, so that's kind of what it felt like. Um, what I'm saying is like this is good for what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but I have to imagine like everybody in it should be stoked on what they did. They should be. And, and, and like I'm sure that like you know, if, if you're, if you're, you're a young person in this scene or whatever, like this band's probably the dopest fucking band to you. Right. Yeah. Um, and it should be right. For sure. But you're also completely, you're also not so unaware, um, and lack the self-awareness to know that like, there's a long way to go. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this is good for what it was. Um, I'm not saying it was good, but I'm saying it was fun and, uh, it's definitely going to get better. For sure. And it looks like one of the guitarists in the live shot up top is wearing a Sodom long sleeve. So, hey, you're on the right yeah, track. There you go, right? Um, I wanted to uh, – <laughs> I love the lyrics, mm -hmm. um, talking about how they're ready to die and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and one of my favorite things about like especially hardcore of this ilk regardless of era mm -hmm. is this like – statement of intent against some undefined external threat yeah yeah yeah, for sure yeah <laughs> right yeah that's a really that's a really fun recurring theme for sure yes you know like like hey, nothing's gonna happen right? <laughs> yeah yeah right i know shit seems like really important but trust me no one's coming at you because uh you know you're straight edge like you right know, right you know calm down man like I see this hammer, this hammer that you're bringing down, this hammer of justice against the the bane of drugs in New York City. But here's the thing, dude. You ain't going to solve it. <laughs> you're sure not, no. Right? Well, Mike Judge himself came to that conclusion a couple of years later when he bailed out and joined a biker gang. So That's right. That's right. And then he started selling fucking crystal meth and, and uh, you know. The rest is history, as we say. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I think uh, I think Ian McKay put it the most uh, concisely, succinctly, and effectively in the embrace lyric: um, "Attack, defend. You live in a fantasy. Nobody wants anything that belongs to you." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I know. 
<laughs> even like, even in 1986, that that uh, that old cliche was already tired. <laughs> you right, know? But, uh, even Ian McKay was like, "All right, bro, let's let's chill out." It's still really funny because I I don't know. There's this like there are any number of real like extant and identifiable things that one could should be worried about or could be worried about right Right. in one's life but i love it when it's an absolute faceless bodiless entity right yes for sure folks are ready to fight and die die for like what what is it what could it possibly be (laughs) maybe it's the shadow man it could be the shadow man, the spooky shadow man. Or could it be, I don't know, the, the pigs coming to fucking beat you up after Trump wins on Tuesday? Like, what is it? What is it? <laughs> it's a mystery. What's, what's, what's going on, man? Sounds pretty serious. Sounds like you should have a pretty good handle on what it is you're willing to die for. I also like the idea of someone like, I'm willing to die to defend against this. And you're like, what? And you're like, well, I don't know. Just, you know, I'm fucking ready to go, man. <laughs> You know, just whatever, <laughs> whatever crops up. <laughs> yeah, those are some some really, really strong, um, and at the same time inarticulate con- like convictions you have. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like I remember, my uh, one of my sisters um, is uh, extremely xenophobic, and I don't mean that in like a racist way. I mean that in like xeno meaning other or different. Like she is, she just does not like anything different than what she's used to living in in her personal bubble. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, she, you, you will never, you will never, ever, ever get her to eat. For instance, um, you'll never even get her to eat a fucking, uh, uh, enchilada. Yeah. Right. That's far too, that's far too exotic for her. Which is like, that's like straight up wild. (laughs) No, like, like uh, you, you would never, I remember once eating, um, some chocolate and they were, they were Russian chocolates, you know, like some sort of Russian fucking like, you know, box of fucking truffles or whatever. And she had eaten like three of them. And then she saw the box and saw the Cyrillic writing on them, on the box. And she goes, what is this? I was like, I don't know. I can't read it. It's chocolate and i was like but it's like russian and her face immediately changed and she started like scraping the chocolate now this is she was a grown-ass woman at this time scraping the chocolate off of her like tongue and russian chocolate and she totally fucking <laughs> like couldn't fucking handle it right yeah. and i remember one time like we were at a restaurant and she had very strong convictions about not drinking tap water but mm-hmm. when asked why, um, she could not like articulate why she didn't want to drink tap water. And she got so fucking pissed off that she almost like that someone even had the nerve to like, what's the big deal? So like she wanted to get up and like leave the restaurant. She was so angry. And I, <laughs> I don't know. And it's like that whole like, idea of having like these ultra strong convictions that you will fucking leave the restaurant for. I will fucking take a bullet to the dome for them. I don't know what they are. Right. It <laughs> yeah, it's it's very good for sure. Um, but yeah, like I said, to wrap it up on this, just uh, just keep it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, this was this wasn't yet good, but I can see the potential for it to get there within the next couple of years. I think you're on to uh, I think you're on a good track. Just uh, keep working on it. Keep working on your songwriting, your playing, everything, and you'll uh, you'll get there. You know, that's that's yeah. all I got to say. There let's you go. Uh, let's roll the uh, roll the dice yet again. Six. 
Okay, six is Flesh Ripper. The Bandcamp is fleshripper.bandcamp.com. Uh, Grant just sent a uh, single track over that they dropped in May of 2020, Skin Seeker. It's uh, two minutes long. It was described to me as death metal, and uh, it clocks in at under two minutes long. So based on the artwork that I'm seeing and the runtime, this seems like something I'm, I'm probably going to like a lot. Yeah. So we're going to listen to the song Skin Seeker by the band Flesh Ripper from Texas. We just heard the song Skin Seeker by the band Flesh Ripper from Texas. Nate, how'd you feel about it? I really like that. Um, I like the sort of the uh, first, I like the electronic augmentation of that. Yes. Um, I, I wish that there were maybe a little less um, Hellraiser samples in the beginning and um, a little more uh, like music to that mm-hmm. track. That was sure. actually a track that I was wishing was maybe another like minute and a half to even two minutes long. Agreed. Um, yeah, yeah, I really like that. Um, I wish there was more than just two songs. I wish there was a physical something or other. It says the cassette is out summer twenty twenty, but who knows? You know, everything was up in the air this year, so who knows where it is now? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like that. I want to hear more of that. Um, I've been listening almost exclusively. Like, as you know, um, I've been listening almost exclusively to old death metal <laughs> Yeah, um, for like a month now. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this also, this was right in there. This was scratching a niche that I've had now for like the, the past few weeks. So yeah, I really like that. And the art, I really like the art. Dude, I'm going to tell you what right now. Imagine being in a used bookstore, right? Mm-hmm. And you're looking through old arcane tomes on like you know uh 
theology, right? And myth yeah. and mysticism. And you see a book called The Flesh Ripper with that fucking sword and that skull on the on the on the on the spine of the book. Yeah. I'm buying that book immediately. Right? Yeah, yes, very much. And whatever so. that book tells me to do, I'm gonna do it. Yes. I agree with that entirely. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like whatever it tells me to do, I'm doing it. I'm all in, right? For Let's sure. see. Uh, all right. So I got to draw this heptagram onto the wall and light 11 candles. Okay. And I just, <laughs> whatever it tells me to do, I'm doing because I want to see what happens, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like this a lot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was like, uh, I mean, yeah, it, so it definitely had old school death metal vibes to it in the riffs and uh, delivery, but like the program drums and the electronic flourishes put this somewhere between like classic grimy 90s death metal and like Godflesh. Yeah. Uh, which was, yeah. I mean, which is sick. That's a, that's a great fucking middle point for me. I mean, that's uh that's a combination of two things. I like a whole fucking lot. I don't have anything bad to say about this. This was great. Uh, the only, the only criticism I have is the same one you, that you had, which is that uh, for once, I wish that this were longer. The first like 40 seconds of this were a sample. And uh, yeah, there's only the one other other track on here weeping separation which is two minutes and 50 seconds long and who knows how much of that is music um and that came out in april and then this track dropped in may and there's been uh nary a peep since and i can't make head nor tails of uh, a link to purchase a physical release of any sort so i really hope that uh, these fools get it in gear and this isn't the only offering that they have because that was really fucking great and i would i would like to hear uh I would love to hear 10 tracks of that, you know? Yeah. I tell you what, too, that, that sample, I mean, don't, isn't the, don't you just wish that you could find somebody that would say those things about you, right? <laughs> yeah, I sure do. That's right? really the goal, isn't it? Right? I yeah. Like, yeah, just find somebody that would just, in fawning adulation, refer to you as their god, the Leviathan and uh warn other people that they shall f also fall under uh under my thrall yeah um, oh man that's the <laughs> yeah. dream that's, that's the, the dream. dream. Yeah, that is the dream um right. so yo flesh ripper if you're listening to this uh you're you're on to something you've uh, you've struck a chord with both nate and i we like this a lot please make more of it please make a physical release um the two two songs is not enough i would like to hear a lot more of this type of shit so um wherever you are flesh ripper we call out to you and beseech thee awake from your slumber and create yet another bang an ass drum machine death metal track yeah yeah um all right let's see how, how long have we begun we have a little bit over an hour and we've already blazed through five bands um we also only have three messages tonight yeah, so let's, let's do it let's do another one Let's do another one. All right. Three. Okay. Three is Cherry Cheeks. This looked this looked pretty cool. Uh, the Bandcamp is cherrycheeks.bandcamp.com. It was submitted by uh, Fatty Hurst of the band Fatties. This is a band from Orlando, Florida that he described as Devo-esque weirdness. The artwork is very cool. Um definitely looks like it would be in that vein this release no ticket came out in may and it looks like they have had uh, a couple releases since then so uh let's just listen to the uh the opening 
title track. So we're going to listen to No Ticket off of the tape of the same name by the band Cherry Cheeks. Okay, we just heard the song No Ticket off of the release of the same name by the band Cherry Cheeks from Orlando, Florida. Nate, how'd you feel about it? That's a winner. Sure is. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, Devo, Devo's like the go-to weirdo band when you hear stuff like this, right? Yeah. Um, the folks mentioned. And yeah, there was a bit of that in there. It was, uh, there was a little bit of uh, power pop in there, I felt like, too. Definitely, um, yes. And like the very beginning of that, especially like that, like, really like repetitive sort of hammering um with with like the keyboards in the beginning it, it, it reminded me of like like the cardiacs or something but not mm-hmm. obviously the cardiacs um right yeah because they're very idiosyncratic but you know that like harsh repetitive pounding sort of like guitar riff with the drums and then you know this sort of like light tinkling um slightly irritating keyboards yeah um, behind it mm-hmm. yeah for sure um yeah that was that was great yeah I, I, you know yeah as you mentioned i mean devo i think is like sort of the entry level um reference point for anything that remotely sounds like this when people want to try to describe what stuff stuff like this is sounds like but um but yeah there was obviously a lot more going on there than just devo but there was there's plenty of that that dna in here too um i mean this isn't this is you know, we've said it before. There's a lot of stuff uh, coming out right now that um, sounds like this, and most of it I like a lot. I think the interesting dichotomy about music like this is that it is in both enjoyed by and performed by one of two extremes as far as people go. It's either total lifers, weirdos who are in it for the fucking long haul, or absolute tourists. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. this is either for like I mean, I got into punk for four years during my college experience, and then I got right out of it. And I was in some cool bands, and I liked some cool shit, and now I'm married, and I have a normal job, and I don't 
pay attention to anything going on or it's for like our Stevie Moore type fucking weirdos. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like, you know, like dudes in World I Hate or people that are like 100% behind a band like World I Hate. Yeah. I, I just have to imagine like in my own personal history, like would hate this shit. Cause I know that like when I was all about a band like world, I hate or like taking my fucking angry hardcore super seriously. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I was uh, a younger man, mm-hmm. um, I would have been like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like where, you know, I, I where's the fucking Martian man. Right. 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 Like, <laughs> yes. where, you know, where's the fucking pit? Fuck this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, sooner or later you come around to it if you stick around long enough. Right. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Um, this is, I mean, this is because of my entry, my like route of entry into punk and hardcore. This stuff, uh, this type of shit has resonated with me since since day one. I've always been into this type of shit because as I've mentioned many times, I took a, a roundabout way. I didn't get into I didn't get into hardcore and then got into weirdo stuff later. I was into the weirdo stuff first. Um, and I was into just like the bubblegummy shit too, like fucking Buzzcocks and all of the incredibly uh pop influenced like seventy seven UK punk. Um so shit like this has always struck a chord for me and I uh, I pretty much always enjoy it when it's well done. This is no exception. This was really good. I want to listen to the rest of this. Uh, just scanning the lyrics for the rest of the songs on here, it looks like pretty much all of them are like four, two to four lines for the entire yeah. song. So yeah. very simple, not aiming to be cerebral. Um, you know, if there are similarly captivating pop melodies infused in the rest of these tracks, I'm sure I will like them equally. Um, we'll definitely check out the rest of the releases that uh, that this dude has on offer. Looks like it's a solo project by one Kyle Harms. Um, like there's been like three EPs this year so far. Yeah. Um, there's Cherry Cheeks Motivator, No mm-hmm. Ticket, and uh, Therapy. And I think Therapy is the most recent of them. Yes. Yeah. So you got enough for a full length there. Um, uh, and the, the, a- art, the artwork on them is uh, is dope. I mean, the, the artwork on Motivator is really dope, mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, the No Ticket single. Yeah, it looks like it, it. It looks like there's actually. Um, it looks like there's five from this year. There's motivator. Oh no. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's a. There's a single. Okay. So yeah. You're. There's four. So there's motivator. No ticket. Neighborhood oh, then watch. There's neighbor, neighborhood watch. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you got enough material to compile this onto an LP. Um, and again, as I said uh, about. Uh, about a previous some previous bands on here like Thought Control, um, you know, if these aren't on physical releases, I don't think you'd have any trouble finding somebody to put this out. So, um, I would I would definitely pick this up if like all of these were compiled onto an LP or something. Um, based on the strength of that track, at least I'm going to listen to the rest of this. But I I doubt that I am wrong. If you if you come out the gate first track on the first release that I hear is that good. I find it pretty unlikely that the rest of it's just going to suck ass. Um, yeah, yeah. I imagine I imagine most of it will be to the same quality. So yeah, I'm stoked to check out more of this band. I'm going to put this on my uh, to do list in terms of shit that I need to dig into more. Yeah, um, it so, seems to be a, a well thought out, well planned project in terms of songwriting and aesthetic and everything. Yep, for sure. So uh, thanks to Fatty Hurst for sending this our way. You uh, correctly predicted that we would fuck with this. Um, all right, so uh, you know what? Let's. Uh, let's let's do one more let's let's make this a seven band episode jeez we're going all in right yeah we've only been recording for an hour and 15 minutes so okay we didn't have much to say you know yeah yeah for sure Uh, one 
Okay, one, one, one is honestly, I was hoping we would land on something else. <laughs> there was, there were a few things in, the, <laughs> there were a few things in the queue tonight that uh, <laughs> that I was hoping we would get around to, and this frankly just wasn't one of them. <laughs> so, so you talk about um, a confusing aesthetic, right? Like Cherry Cheeks has the fucking package down, right? Uh-huh. Um, this is a confusing aesthetic. I'm not sure what to expect here. Um, one, the name stepping stone, right? Yeah. I automatically, I think of the fucking minor threat cover, right? Right. Sure. Yeah. Everybody in fucking hardcore does. Right. And so when I see the name stepping stone, I'm thinking something of that ilk, Uh but then when I click on the link and I see the artwork, which I have to say is kind of fucking dope like the yeah. artwork for unreal form uh-huh. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical it's awesome how much effort went into that um and like i wish i knew who did it yeah like same. it's awesome that a ton of effort went into that uh-huh but it's still only that good <laughs> yes right yeah yeah yeah. You know yeah what I mean? sure. like, yes like, like it's fucking dope it's awesome artwork but let's not say that it's actually like good right 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 like the face on the on the like gargoyle that's depicted in uh in the art that you're uh, it's really funny it's yeah. really really fucking the funny. face is really funny like i want to see that airbrush on the side of a van i want to have a van with that airbrush on the side of it you know yeah yeah um but it's not like it's good right um, right 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 but you know yo there's some talent there for sure yeah. um and there's definitely some uh, some passion and some effort that went into that artwork. So just seeing that with the name Stepping Stone, I'm like, well, what the fuck is this, right? Yeah. Um, and then the other, the, the one, Escape from the Junkyard. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? It looks like, it, it, that looks like a fucking, um, God, what was that rap label? Why can't I remember? Um, no, no Limit. Yeah, it looks like a No Limits fucking, it looks like a No Limits release. Yeah, yeah, like with like just like the chromed out lettering and shit. <laughs> yeah, and the fucking yeah. whip in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks fucking awesome. Um, Queen City hardcore punk rock is how they describe themselves. Um, yeah, and and so-, and so also like the tags down at the bottom say like, well, at least for one of them, I thought maybe Unreal Form, mm-hmm. dirt bike hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean when I, when I look at them, right? Yeah. It looks like they were hanging out on the fucking set of a photo shoot for the plasmatics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They're from Saskatchewan, which I guess I got to imagine is like kind of rednecky, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. One dude's wearing uh, some fucking real tree there or whatever kind of camo that is. Yeah. But it's hard to say because real tree is also like very hip. So, yeah. The, well, so, so we've got a schizophrenia short sleeve in the back, sepultura yeah. schizophrenia. Oh, yeah. We've got true. a lot of, we've got a, a Supreme shirt right up front. Uh huh. Um, we've got a cam, like a, a real tree camo, um, which might be worn, worn ironically or in, in all seriousness. Mm-hmm. Um, long sleeve there. We've got some fellas here that, like, I look like a goon, right? Cause I am. Yeah. Right. These guys look like fucking goons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, they look like goons. I'm not saying that's a bad thing necessarily. I'm just saying you got five goons looking at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, the one dude with the fucking Jordans on, it looks, like he, it looks like he might be one of your biggest customers, which 
<laughs> one of know. my biggest customers personally. Yeah, it's personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would buy, he would buy a vintage Fuego off of me. Yes. Yeah, he, he's got like a vintage, like a, a vintage digital watch that I would have been disappointed to get in 1991 as a Christmas gift. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, yep. You know, he's got those fucking Jordans. Uh, there's a lot. There's there's some there's some pegged pants, some cuffed and rolled pants going on in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a lot going on with the look, but the hay or the dead grass, the junkyard and the tag dirt bike hardcore, um, got me wondering. It intrigues, that's for sure. So let's let's jump into it and see what the music, uh, what the what what's. Let's just see. Let's just see. Well, I'll say that. So they have a title track on this, um, which is the second track on the record after the intro. So let's listen to Escape Escape the Junkyard uh, from Escape from the Junkyard by the band Stepping Stone. And that can soothe my soul Won't be laid down in this fucking hole To the tone of voice that controls my mind No more living like I'm running out of time We just heard the song Escape the Junkyard off of the release Escape from the Junkyard by the band Stepping Stone from uh, Regina, Saskatchewan. Nate, how'd you feel about that? Uh, So that was pretty much what I was expecting, I think, Uh when I, you know, kind of took in the total package. Yeah. And this this falls right in line with what I said about Fist of Fury last week. Uh Um, I, you know, this obviously has a very strong, you know, crossover bend to it. 
Um, but it's more heavily rooted in hardcore and I'm much more interested in stuff that has a crossover bend to it. That's much more heavily rooted in thrash. Right. Um, so this was fine. I mean, these guys have been around, I was looking for, you know, five years. Um, they've been doing it for a minute and they know what they want to do. It's not terribly interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess it was well done. I mean, you know, whatever you've got, you've certainly got, You've certainly got an aesthetic that is eye-catching, and um, but musically, it's just it's not you know like I said last week with uh, that other band, it's just not an approach to this that I really care about. Yeah, for sure, and you know, I think this kind of stuff too, like as long as it doesn't take itself seriously, yeah, you know, it it really doesn't offend the sensibilities for me. Like this no. is just to to me, this is just like. If you're if you're having fun with this and that's all it is for you, I think that this is playing its role just fine. And I'm not mad at anybody that fucks with this. I'm not mad at anybody in this band. It was well executed enough. But yeah, it just doesn't interest me. It's like it definitely has some like obvious thrash undertones in there, um, but it's drawing more heavily from you know fellow Canadian luminaries of the moshy bouncy hardcore stuff like uh, No Warning or something like that. And uh, yeah, it just in 2020, this kind of stuff is is not particularly interesting to me. If I were 17, I would probably feel a lot differently. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm 30 and uh, this just doesn't, this doesn't offer much for me, but I'd cat, if I caught a set of these dudes, I'd watch it. I'd have a good time. I'm sure. Um, probably nice dudes who don't appear to take themselves too seriously based on their aesthetic and are probably having a good time. So I'm not mad at this at all. It just, uh, doesn't do much for me either. And, and I will say like in this particular, uh, like this particular fusion of thrash and hardcore, it, it, there were a few moments where it was veering uncomfortably close to like load era Metallica for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of. You yeah, know, it, that. yeah. Like when you guys were like getting a little rocked out when you were really leaning into the rock and roll parts, it was sounding a little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was getting there. So, you know, for me, the, you're, you're definitely losing me on that shit. Um, but I don't think this is for me. You know what I mean? This is, this is not music that was composed with a, with a listener like myself in mind. Um, but uh, from what I can tell, I think these dudes play a lot of like dope shows up that way. I think they open a lot of rad tours that come through, and I think they're kind of a local fa- favorite in their area, uh, which I, you know, is well deserved as far as yeah. I'm concerned. They're c- clearly a good band, and they're doing their thing. So you know, no, no hate. I fuck, I fuck with it. It's just uh, not anything I'd pick up or fuck with. Really, yeah, I mean, it's Regina, Saskatchewan, right? Right. Um, the last thing I've never been to Regina, Saskatchewan. Um, but the last thing that I would really expect to see is, uh, I guess maybe a band of this competency, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. maybe I'm underselling Regina, who knows? It might be the fucking dopest place in the world. It might be, it might be the Hattiesburg of Canada, right? Perhaps. Um, But, uh, you don't normally think of like anything like this and Saskatchewan. I think of, uh, I think of fucking rednecks and and fucking deer hunting in snow. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah. I mean, like I said, this is something I'm definitely a tourist in. I do not hang around with shit like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, yeah, I'd watch them live. It's just not my, not really my thing. Yep, for sure. So uh, on that note, we uh, we banged uh, we banged through seven bands tonight. We were we, this was a music heavy episode, and we only have three messages, so we might as well just uh, get through them real quick and wrap it up. I think okay. we could we can we could get through messages and, and have this bitch wrapped up in like an hour forty five. So 
let's uh, right. let's do it. All right, let's let's uh, let's get on it then. Hey, it's Will. Knowing that this episode will be out after Halloween, are either of you into horror movies? Do you get into Halloween at all? Uh, for me, it's the only holiday I can get into. Every year I line up music and movies and take time off work to immerse myself. Um, a lot of it for me is nostalgia, but being a grown man without kids is something that I still really look forward to. If you are into it, what music or movies do you usually have on deck? Gone. Nate, what, why don't you uh, why don't you take this first? Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 in the horror movies. Halloween's Halloween's fun if you're um, like a really gregarious person, mm-hmm. and uh, you know have friends that are also gregarious and not fucking shitty weirdos like me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, I like the idea of Halloween. I, I I used to like to dress up. I put I put effort into it, but I don't. I don't have a friend group that gives a shit about it. Um, can you imagine fucking B's reaction if we showed up at his place and tried to get him to fucking like get into Halloween? I, I I can't imagine I can't imagine that reaction. Yes, <laughs> right. I, I mean, like my friend group just doesn't do it, so I don't do it at all. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's like everything the, the internet has has ruined it, right? Because it used to be fun and cool, but now it's like you know, it's like you know, hey, I, I, I check out check out my Harry Potter stickers on my car. I like Harry Potter too. Check that out. We, you yeah. we're the same, right? We got mm-hmm. something in common. No, we don't. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, I, I number one, I don't like Harry Potter because you know, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But like, also, so I kind of get that way with Halloween. Like, I'm not gonna bag on anybody for being into it because I definitely love the concept of Halloween. But I like a, I like, um, I like uh, uh, Sam, Sam Haynes Halloween two part two right like 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 that version of Halloween like mm-hmm. I I want it to be fucking like not family friendly and uh, it is so you know I I like I like the uh, the mythology of it better than I actually like the practice of it um, but I, I do like horror movies I mean I watched horror movies last night night before um, well not really um, but last night yeah we I I have been into horror movies that have come out around the satanic panic in like the eighties. Mm-hmm. So movies that are obviously influenced by that, like the gate, um, and, uh, uh, which board, I watched Witchboard last night, which is just utterly terrible. Um, so I, I'm not really into, there aren't very many modern horror movies that I give a shit about any of those, like the haunting of movies. Nope. Fuck nah, off. No, fuck any that of shit. those, any of those like, like trend movies, like final destination or any of those other like trends, of, like the exorcism of so-and-so or anything like that. Nope. Fuck off. If it's yeah. a modern horror movie, I want it to be absolutely fucking bonkers and for me cosmic horror is the best version of horror Mm -hmm. um so i want you know i don't know i want like just over the top fucking bonkers fucking cosmic horror movies if it's going to be a modern movie i'm not interested in 
creepy kids, kids climbing that are soaking wet, climbing out of anything are not scary. I'm not interested in things with little dolls. They're not fucking scary either. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not interested in exorcisms because aside from the first exorcist, there's not a single good exorcism horror movie. Yep. Um, I'm not interested in creepy nurses or priests or clowns or anything like that. Right. I want, I want the unknowable terror of the, uh, the ethereal veil to mm-hmm. uh, reach into my brain and mutate me. Um, I like, yeah. So I like horror movies from a certain era a lot. And I like horror, horror movies of a certain theme. I don't like, um, if it's a slasher film, I don't want it to be a modern slasher film. I want it to be a classic. Yeah. Uh, if it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I like. I, I'm trying to think of that one. There's a fucking horror movie. That's like so goddamn over the top. It was like an indie horror movie that, about cosmic horror that I saw a couple of years ago, the void. That's what I want to oh, see. Yeah. 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 For sure. Right? I yeah. want to see a movie like that. Um, that's the kind of horror movie that I want to see. I want to, I want to see that or I want to see classic shit, you know, reanimator mm-hmm. um, and like classic eighties horror movies, seventies and eighties horror movies. Yep. Um, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm largely the same way. I, I like Halloween a shit ton in concept, but like, it's just, I don't, I don't drink. I don't like parties. Um, I can't trick no. or treat, you know, as an adult, obviously. Um, so it's, it's real tough for me to, to really get in the spirit and celebrate. Cause it's like, what can I really do to like, to like get in the mindset other than to just like watch horror movies, uh, which only goes so far because I, I'll, I'll watch one of those on a, Uh, on a sunny day in August if the mood strikes. So, um, as far as what my preference is for like horror films, I'm largely the same way as Nate. Like I like a lot of classic stuff. I like stuff that leans into the camp aspect of it for sure. Um, and I like a lot of stuff that maybe borders on horror, but isn't necessarily horror, horror like Cronenberg and shit like that. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, like, I, mean, I, I was thinking about the fly the other day. Like that's definitely a horror movie. And yeah, and, like that movie is so fucking over the top. I need to watch it again. Like, yeah, the, yeah. the last 10 minutes of that movie are so fucking gut-wrenchingly horrific. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I love like the fly. I love like scanners, um, that type of shit. Um, and I like classic shit like reanimator. I love the evil dead movies. Um, and then as far as contemporary stuff goes, I mean, I think I like all the typical ones, um, that most people like that are just happen to also be good films that fall in the horror category, like the witch and shit like that. Um, but there's not a lot of contemporary horror that does it for me. Um, some like sci-fi horror. Um, I like some nineties shit, but not a lot. Like I really like event horizon. Um, but, and I like, you know, Hellraiser shit like that. But so all of the typical classic stuff that if you like, if you're like an alt person that likes movies, you probably like that shit. Um, and then as far as contemporary stuff goes, yeah, like I said, I think the main stuff that most people kind of concur, concur are good. Um, and then not a lot of the mainstream stuff, not because I'm trying to be a contrarian, but just because like it doesn't, it doesn't and has never interested me. It doesn't scare me and I don't find it fun enough to justify watching. Um, yeah. you, know, you I, know, you mentioned, you mentioned like the witch and that, I like that movie a lot too. I like I like, yeah, it's like almost a period drama. It's very understated in its mm-hmm. horror. It's a very classic take on horror, right? Right, yeah. Um, 
it's uh you know it's i really like that um his other that guy's other movie midsummer oh um, no that's a different dude different dude you're thinking of ari no, aster ari aster okay he did yeah. yeah, so that dude did hereditary that's right yeah hereditary, hereditary was fucking dope yeah hereditary was good midsummer um, was just okay yeah midsummer was halfway there i think yeah. midsummer got too bogged down in its own obtuseness yeah i agree um but hereditary was fucking dope right i mean god the, the it just kept getting weirder and weirder like i was like like all right this movie's kind of i didn't know what to think going into it and i was kind of like okay and then that little girl's head gets fucking knocked off by a pole and it's all downhill from there yeah so, yeah for sure um, I, I like horror movies that make you just kind of go like what the fuck did what was that yeah yeah same same and it's it's also it's like it's i'm not easily scared so like for me horror films i like things that make me feel uncomfortable i like psychological horror um but it's got to be really out there to get me feeling any level of discomfort um i watched uh i watched lars von trier trier's newest film last night uh with uh matt Dillon. it's uh called the house that jack built came out a couple of years ago and I remember oh, yeah, being, yeah, yeah. I remember being real stoked for it when it was when I saw uh, the original previews for it and I watched it finally last night it was on Hulu and uh, I dug it a lot but it was just I remember there being people that were like reading news articles about people at can just like getting up and walking out of the screening because it was so gratuitous and over the top yeah. um, and self-indulgent in its violence but like if I'm watching horror like I really like that aspect of it um i liked that it was no hold bars i no holds barred i liked that it was gratuitous for the sake of gratuity um so i dug that a lot you know but yeah, yeah I, I got no problem with shit like that i i like movies i like movies that uh definitely make you want to not watch it yeah Again. yeah yeah no for sure it put that that film pulled no punches um they they actually they went over the line for a lot of people, which is that they actually showed the on screen murder and mutilation of children, um, which I was like very much here for because I was like, yo, it's a fucking horror film, go for it, you know what I mean? Do it, make me make me feel uncomfortable. This is what I fucking want. Um, so yeah. I liked that. I liked that a whole lot. But uh, but yeah, beyond that, like I said, I think the typical fare, pretty much. I think that. You bring up a good point about like not liking, like you don't drink and you don't like parties and stuff. Like, yeah, I hate fucking parties. I hate parties. I yeah. hate hanging around people when they're partying. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to fucking hang around people partying while also trying the, the one night of the year that they feel like, uh, you know, they can, I don't know, cosplay as a fucking weirdo. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, for sure. fuck off, fuck off. Yeah. And, as far as like being much more interested in the myth of Halloween and like the mysticism of it, that doesn't mean I want to sit around with a bunch of fucking shitty fucking twig sucking pagans and hippies either. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Not. Like, fuck no. you, fuck right. you, you know? Yeah, for sure. So no, well, we don't like Halloween because <laughs> we, we don't like fun. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's listen to the next one. Hey, uh, this is your boy Ryan from fucking oh, God damn it, bullshit ass fuckface Tennessee, Nashville, whatever. I'm here. I'm living. We're all living. We're all dying. I called to talk shit, not on you fuckers though. You've had enough of that from me and everybody else lately. So 
I just want to say, all the fucking searched up, pretty boy ass fucking comb over Hitler youth haircut, fucking tuck shirt, fucking boot shoe wearing cuff pants, metalcore bitches out here fucking playing corn riffs, trying to act like they think that they know what system of a down is about, fucking jerking off all the clowns in Slipknot while they play broken chords and binary fucking just shy, shy of jet metal, fucking riffage. Those guys, uh, you should all have your fucking ability to even reason as a human being taken away. Put them in nursing home. Shut these fuckers up. Give me some music that doesn't fucking suck, god damn it. Thanks for having a decent podcast. You guys are great. Uh, yeah, that's really all I had to say. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you around now. All right. All right, Ryan had a had a missive there against people playing shitty metalcore, and I can't blame him for that. Um, I can't muster up that level of ire at this point in my life. I just kind of live and let live. But yeah, the music that you described and the people playing it do, by and large, suck really bad. So there you go. I'm glad you could get that off your chest. I'm glad we could provide the uh, medium uh, with which you could do that publicly. Yeah, I yeah, get it off your chest. I do muster up that level of ire, but the problem is it's for everything. Right. So yeah. it's like the you know, it's like the metaphor of the frog in boiling water, right? <laughs> the temperature just keeps getting hotter and hotter and hotter and I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. That it just becomes like background noise. Right. That that might be it. Um all right, we only got one more, so let's uh let's listen to this one real quick. Hi, this is Joe Exotic from the Tiger King. You might know me from the Netflix show Tiger King. I came here to talk some fucking shit on Carol fucking Baskin because she's a fucking bitch. You want to know something? You want to know who eats at TGI Fridays? Fucking Carol Baskin because she's a fucking bitch. I like Applebee's, you know, and the Diary Bowls are fucking great. So fuck you if you don't like Diary Bowls. If you can, if you don't like Diary Bowls and you eat at TGI Fridays, then eat your fucking dick. Then fucking die, fucking bitch. All right. Okay. I I, I really like the uh, the already passe cultural reference to Tiger King. <laughs> I was gonna say what a what a timely reference to the Tiger King, which feels like it real it literally aired a decade ago now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. But in fact, it was a few short months ago, I believe. It was a few a few short months ago. Um, it was just a few short months ago, but also um leagues of sanity away <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's a good way to put it um i have a feeling that maybe that was actually uh applebee's themselves calling in once again okay okay <laughs> so all right i think we could probably wrap it up there for the night just uh i'll do the the, the normal house housekeeping stuff um if you want to submit music to us just make sure it's a year or less old send it into demolition podcast at gmail.com i've had a few people message me on various social media platforms recently um if you message me on there it's probably going to get lost in the mix just because if it's not all in one place for me to easily access before we start the show 
I'm probably going to forget about it. I got way too many fucking balls in my court that I'm having to juggle all at once. So like just uh, that's the best way to get music to me. Um, then uh, if you want to join the Patreon, we got a new episode that just dropped. It's patreon.com slash listen podcast. We just uh, went through and listened. We kind of just rolled the dice, got a random year. It happened to be 1986, which we found coincidentally is maybe the best year in music of all time. Um, so we went through and picked out some of our favorite records from 1986, listened to some songs off of them, talked about the personal relevance to us, their cultural relevance, et cetera, et cetera. And then I'm putting together a new weekly playlist. It should be up by tomorrow. Uh, that's free for everybody that's uh, hosted on our Patreon. And it's probably going to cover um, some of the just the the bevy of incredible releases that came out in 1986. I'm going to try to cover some of the stuff that we didn't get, get around to on the Patreon episode. So if that sounds interesting to you, five bucks and up a month gets you access to uh, all of the content that we've ever put out. We also have, I finally got in uh, the seven, seven inch mailers that I've been waiting for. So now I've got all the packing materials and I have no excuse not to put together packages. So if you ordered a t-shirt um, or if you're a $10 subscriber, you're going to be getting some goodies from us here pretty soon. I'm going to be spending this week packing up those orders. Uh, thanks again to everybody who subscribes. And then last, if you want to call and leave a message, just make sure it is a minute and a half or uh, under. It is 260-222-8341. Beyond that, if you like the show, rate and review on iTunes or whatever your chosen podcatcher is. And, uh, you know, thanks for tuning in every week. Tell your homies we don't advertise. We don't uh, have sponsors or anything like that. We just uh, do all this, uh, you know, on our uh, just of th- via the power, the sheer power of our will. Uh, That's right. And, positive and thinking. Magical, positive thinking. That's right. It's, uh, it's like the secret. Um, Nate, you have any closing thoughts? Uh, nope. I'm good to go. Thanks for listening. All right. We'll see you next time.